I'd like to call the meeting to order. A notice of this meeting has been provided by letter dated January 4th, 2023 to the South Jersey Times, Courier Post and West Effort Municipal Clerk. Public notice was also posted in the West Effort Municipal Building on January 4th, 2023. Tonight, we'll start with the Pledge of Allegiance followed by a moment of silence. But before we do the Pledge of Allegiance, I'd like to say that we're gonna do a moment of silence tonight for retired teacher, Terry McAndrew. Terry had worked in the district for 19 out of the 20 years of her teaching experience. She was our social studies teacher, um, AP history teacher, and world history teacher. She taught for the students. Uh, her daily interaction, talents, and attitudes have awed and amazed her students. Whether it was with music, art, acting, athletics, or the tolerance with which they treat each other, and their selfishness in giving back to others was all very much inspired by her. Please join me in a moment of silence for a wonderful teacher as we share the appreciation and all she did for our school community. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, liberty, and justice for all. Uh, welcome, everyone. Uh, can I get a motion to approve the minutes of the February 21st, 2023 action meeting? Motion, Kaminsky. Second, Barna. Any questions on those minutes? All in favor? Uh, our solicitor is in attendance tonight. Welcome. I do not believe there is a report, though. Nothing to report. Thank you. Superintendent's report, Dr. Gizmundi. Good evening. Uh, just to you know, a couple updates. Uh, we had a, uh, the month of March has been really exciting in our district. Uh, in our elementary schools, we did kick off our Read Across America. Um, there's been, I think, I feel like activities. Uh, and they have an author coming in tomorrow, but a lot of activities happening in the elementary schools. It's been uh, phenomenal, exciting, just another great way to push literacy in our elementary schools. Um, on um, uh, last uh, Thursday evening, I have to tell you, the middle school, uh, you did their People's Choice Awards. And it was in attendance. And again, it was one, one of those great nights where the teachers honor and surprise the students. And uh, it's always a great night, well attended, and uh, I'm really impressed. And of course, uh, you know, some excitement highlights is the students. Uh, if you heard me mention a comment to a, a student in the audience, the SpongeBob the Musical uh, at the high school, it was, um, you know, we transitioned from Mr. York, he's retiring last year, to Mr. Mike Wyatt hiring as the first year teacher. And a lot of big shoes to fill when it comes to our musicals and West Effort. Um, but he did a phenomenal job working uh, with the students, put in a fantastic production on the students were, uh, if you were able to see the show, it was absolutely uh, incredible. One of my, one of my favorites. So um, just all in all active month, month of March, March madness in different ways, but also in the schools. And, and uh, so it was pretty decent and nice. So just a little opening uh, shout out and kudos to the staff and the students for, for doing a fantastic job uh, moving forward. Um, if you also see under our enrollment, um, under the attachments, our February enrollment dates, and also our HIV report, uh, which is under executive session. Um, but we're also going into our annual or bi-yearly uh, report, anti-district bullying coordinator, Dr. Carvalho, will just report uh, mandatory meetings that we have to report each, um, every six months. So, Tom, do you want to? All right, so it's that time of year. I always report to you guys twice a year our um, numbers for the HIB. This is a mandatory item that all school districts have to do. So we can just go to this next slide. I like to put this slide up for you guys to see kind of where we are, what we have to do. So you can see we have two reporting periods. I'm doing the reporting period now. We actually already submitted our numbers to the Department of Ed on January 31st. So that's what I'm doing tonight, reporting to you guys what we reported to the DOE. And this is our incidents, our trainings, and programs. 
Okay, so similar to last time I was here, you can see the investigations are up there, the board affirmed, HIB founded, unfounded, and inconclusive. So total being eight across between September 1 to June 30th. Those are the HIBs that we had. So you can see it's broken down by the three elementary schools, middle school, and high school. We'll go to the next slide. This is just a bar graph for people who like bar graphs of the information that you saw from the previous slide. Go to the next one. This is by ethnicities. These are one of the categories we're required to present to the board. So you guys have this information of those eight incidents. This is just a bar graph breakdown of ethnicities. And then these are where the incidents occurred. You will see that the total number of incidents here doesn't add up to eight, but the reason is because sometimes an incident happens in a dual pace, like might happen in a classroom or a hallway. So we put both down. So if anybody that's a numbers person are adding up and saying, wait, all those numbers don't add up to eight. That's why there's a, um, you have to report both, both areas. And then this is just our training. So broken down by all the elementary schools. So reporting period one, Greenfields had four trainings, seven programs. You can see for Oakview, they had five trainings, nine programs. Red Bank had eight trainings, nine programs, middle school, nine trainings, four programs, and high school, nine trainings, five programs. So you can see all the schools do different things to address HIB based on the needs of their school, but there's a standard that everyone kind of goes through. So at the beginning of the year, everybody goes through signing off on our HIB policy, um, doing our training in safe schools, and then from there, we kind of uplift depending on where the school is for different things that are going on within the schools. And that's it. So this is all information that's already been submitted to the DOE. I'll be back at the halfway point in the year to report the numbers for HIP. Does anyone have any questions? I have okay. a question. Yeah, Sorry. Go ahead. That's right. I'm just curious. What's the training programs or seclusions? What are is the trainings for teachers, programs for kids? So there, it's a combination. There are trainings for for our teachers and the programmings are programs that affect the kids in our school. Restraints is actually a new thing that they added this year where we have to report that to the DOE. So an example um, of a training that we would report would be Red Ribbon Week. You guys participate in that at the high school. So that would be a program that would affect the schools, but a training might occur on the back end to kind of give teachers background. And the restraint seclusions is quite simply that, like a kid is, has to be restrained or yes, okay. yes. It's one thing we don't necessarily like to, you know, have to restrain kids. But some of our, some of our little ones, um, you know, there was they have episodes, <laughs> and uh, you know, for the safety of themselves and the students in the classroom, we are all trained every year on how to properly restrain a child. Okay. Wrong way. Oh, there you go. Let me introduce uh, Carol McAllister. She's partner with Bowman and Company, and she's here to run through the audit um, from last June 30th of 2022. Hi, Carol. Hi, everyone. Thank you very much for having me here tonight. I'll just be as brief as I can, but just want to give you a little bit of background on the audit itself. So the audit starts in the fall. It's staffed by uh, myself, a senior manager, a manager from Bowman & Company, as well as two staff associates. So when we're out here, we assess the internal controls. Um, we do testing over controls, as well as testing over compliance, all of the different um, DOE compliance requirements. Um, we follow, we do several schools within the, the state. So we have our own standard work programs that list out all of these compliance requirements to make sure we hit all the um, areas that we need to. We're looking at revenues, receipts. Um, we test the purchasing, the expenditures, payroll, um, as well as state and federal funding. So this year, the school district was required to have a federal and a state single audit. And basically, we have about 150 page audit report, which is the annual comprehensive financial report. Um, Mr. Merkley and the finance staff provided us with everything in this report except for our three audit opinions, which Bowman and Company does. So all the financial statements and schedules, the notes to financial statements um, and information that needs to be included was provided. So thank you to start for all the information that was provided to us. Um, 
the this reporting package including um, all the required submissions by the state so it's the audit report it's an auditor's management report which is the smaller bound report that you received are all submitted and uploaded to the state of New Jersey's repository. That was all done prior to their extended due date of March 17th. Um, the last thing that we have to do is file the federal um, audit, the federal financial statement audit, single audit um, with the federal repository, which will be done as soon as the corrective action plan is um, accepted tonight. So financially, um, the board had operation excess of little shy of $2 million, but within this last budget for fiscal 22, you budgeted $2.5 million. So even though it indicates an excess, it really that's coming from your fund balance going down. Um, in June, the board authorized a transfer to capital reserve of $50,000 to go toward future capital projects. During the year, there was a surplus of budgeted revenues um, of approximately $750,000, which was the result of around 415,000 of excess tuition revenue and miscellaneous revenue and 288,000 in additional extraordinary state aid that wasn't included in the budget. Um, one thing to note, the state does pay on behalf for the social security and pension post-retirement benefits. That on behalf payment is recorded as a revenue and an expenditure. It was um, 11 point, almost $7 million last year that the state's paying on behalf for those uh, line items. And on the budget side, there were no budget line items that were overexpended during the year, which is one of the things that we test for. The total instruction expenditures were about 500,000 higher than FY21. Those totaled around $21.8 million. Student instruction related services were about 500,000 higher than last year, and they came in at around $5.7 million. Um, operation and maintenance about $900,000 higher at 4.7 million. Pupil transportation was about $1.3 million higher than fiscal year 21 at the total of 3.4 million. And then in regards to the federal and state grants, um, the district received and spent approximately $5.4 million, which is about a million higher than last year. And um, a lot of that would had to do with some of the COVID grants that had come in and are just being spent now. So basically that brings us to your um, fund balance, your surplus amounts. And the board, out of the total fund balance that's shown in your budgeted financial statements, it's um, a little more than $9 million. But the amounts that make up that, um, about $2.5 million is already included in your fiscal year 23 budget as part of your budgeted um, fund balance number. There's a capital reserve of $1.2 million. And the excess surplus of $2.9 million that is going to be Yes, you just adopted your budget, so that should be budgeted in your fiscal year 24 budget. Brings us down to unassigned fund balance of around $2.3 million, um, which the state has allowed over the past two years that unassigned fund balance to be 4% of your general fund budget. In fiscal year 23, that excess that you're allowed to maintain is going down to 2%. So if this number is 2.3 million, which is 4% of your budget, it's only going to be 2% of the general fund budget. So a little more than, you know, maybe like 1.2 million next year. Um, so we also had a meeting with administration and went over um, the audit findings that are included in the audit report, as well as some of this financial information. And like I said, the AMR report includes all the required information. The state has a template that we need to follow and comment on specific areas. So all of those specific areas are commented on within the auditor's management report. Audit report as well, there's a specific format that needs to um, be followed. So if you look at any school district audit, they're set up in the exact same fashion. If you have the activity, you need that financial statement. And you know, going through this 150 pages, there's a lot of time involved in closing out these books and records um, just to get the activity in order to prepare the financial statements that go into the audit report. Um, so we had minimal amount of audit adjusting journal entries. So the monthly financial reports that you all receive um, at every meeting, there were minimal um, adjustments to those balances. So what you saw was where we really ended up in this audit report. And then I talked about the three auditors reports that are included. The first one, we gave a um, page 11 of your audit report is our report on the financial statements. And there is an unmodified or a clean opinion one thing that you'll see 
during fiscal year 22, there were a couple accounting standards that were required to be adopted. So this report this year has an emphasis of matter paragraph that describes the change in this accounting principle for leases. Um, and so there were um, prior opening balances that we needed to be adjusted. So basically now all the leases are required to be uh, presented as either a lease liability or a finance purchase, depending if you're going to retain the purchased asset at the end of the lease. Um, our second report is on internal control and compliance over financial reporting. And there were a couple findings noted during this year in that report. And the third independent auditor's report is on internal control and compliance over major grants that were audited. And that one also is an unmodified, a clean opinion. But as I, we, there were also two findings noted from the prior year, which did recur during the current year. And all of the um, audit findings, I believe, probably um, on the agenda tonight is going to be to adopt the corrective action plan that also needs to get uploaded to the state's um, website, how you're going to address these items so that they you know, do not recur in the future. Um, so I just want to emphasize and, and thank the superintendent, VA, the administration um, for all the cooperation that we received while we're out here doing the audit. It's, it's not a fun process taking people away from their normal activities, um, but everything that they gave us was in great shape. So we really appreciate that assistance. Um, so I know they're working very hard, control the cost, maintain the efficiency of the district to provide the, you know, continued operations as efficient as possible. Um, that is all I have. Again, thank you to everyone. Does anyone have any questions? Seeing none, do you, would you like me to stay through the corrective action plan or we're good? Thank you again to everyone. We have, I appreciate your time. And if there are ever any questions, you can reach out. I'd be happy to chat with anyone. Thank, Thank you, Mr. Courtesy extended to visitors. This portion of the meeting is reserved for comments by the public regarding items on this meeting agenda prior to board action. Should a member of the public wish to address the board on a topic not listed on this agenda, there will be a second public comment after the board's regular business has been conducted. Residents who wish to address the board are required to state their name, their address, and the agenda item they will be commenting on. Can I get a motion uh, to open public comment? Motion Barna. All in favor? Public comment is open. I do not see at the end. Yeah, that's not, yeah, that's not an agenda item you'll do at the end. Okay. I do not have any um, in-person public agenda comments. Mr. Tucci, do you have any online public agenda comments? I have no online comments at this time. Thank you, Mr. Tucci. Can I get a motion to close public comment? Second, thank you. All in favor? Public comment is closed. Moving on to regular business. Uh, finance, Mr. Jones. Thank you, Dr. Rashudi. Uh, I'll start with the Finance Committee uh, report. So the Finance Committee met on the 14th of March, uh, following are some of the notes I took from that meeting. So three items were discussed, uh, budget, audit findings, and the lease for busing facilities. So just providing a little bit of commentary on each of those. Um, Mr. McCauley had uh, presented a high-level budget summary, um, which he indicated would be presented as part of the special meeting at this uh, at today's board meeting, uh, which did occur um, at uh, at the meeting that started at six earlier today. Um, he commented that the board would be voting for budget compliance, and that ultimately um, the actual budget adoption would be voted on uh, April twenty-fourth. Um, so there'd be an opportunity for everyone to look through the details of the budget uh, leading up to that. Uh, on the audit findings, uh, Mr. Mulkley had uh, provided uh, or offered that there were four audit findings, which he walked us through, and then commented that those items would be uh, presented at today's board meeting, which was the presentation we just heard. 
Uh, and then finally, um, we discussed the 12 month lease for the busing uh, facility. Um, as it was previously dis discussed, the annual cost of the lease is um, $6,000. Um, and um, I guess we were looking uh, to investigate just the timeline to see if we could align that to uh, the school year. Um, but ultimately that was, um, that was the end of uh, what we discussed on the finance committee side. So uh, outside of that, um, moving on to motions. So um, I'd like to motion uh, to approve items number two through 20 under finance, please. Second. Any questions on items two through 20? All in favor? Aye. I'm a no on 13. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Thank you. Uh, curriculum, Ms. Nafis. So first is a committee report. We met to discuss uh, the upcoming budget for curriculum. I know board members were sent notes, but I just wanted to go over a few highlights that would possibly be in the budget for curriculum. And they include an updated version of K-8 Envisions for math, IXL for 5 to 8 and 9 to 12, and also looking to get RTI Intervention Manager, which would be added to the Lincoln platform. Additionally, the budget will provide for professional development for teachers across the grades and a BCBA position to support behavior and mental health issues at the lower levels. And now I would like to make a motion to approve items two through six. Second. Any questions on items two through six? All in favor? Aye. Thank you, Ms. Nafis. Policy and Community Relations, Mr. Kaminsky. Uh, all right, so we had a virtual policy meeting on 314 where we discussed several items, updates for QSAC compliance, second reading of policy alert 229, revised job descriptions, discussion of reapproval of the Eagle Flight Forward, updated student family handbook, and bylaw 0155.1. At the committee meeting, we discussed the possibility of updating our current draft estimate bylaw 0155.1, board member participation at meetings using electronic device. This bylaw is not on the agenda for approval and is a current draft for the whole board review. I would like to open the floor for discussion of bylaw 0155.1 as our goal is to structure this policy. The committee suggests making it a whole board discussion all suggestions from this meeting will then be brought back to the policy committee meeting for another review. Open for discussion, Joe. So the question coming up in uh, policy is, you know, to continue to allow virtual um, attendance to the board and then also discussion of executive, um, whether we want to allow executive um, participation for said board member who is virtual. The one thing it seems to be with the executive is that, you know, one, it's very hard to do that in here when we're on a phone or, you know, calling out, we're speaking over people, um, but we're open to discussion. You know, anybody has ideas. So and again, Drew, this, again, we can change this however yeah. we want. We can structure this policy. There's things that, Certain board members like it, they want to express it now. We can have a discussion and say, this is what we want to put in, or this is what we don't want to put in. This is where we can structure it how we want as a board. Yeah, this discussion will go back to policy at the next next month, and right. then, and we'll kind of, I mean, because board sets policy, so this is this is our discussion. So it's just a template, Yeah. What what is in front of you. Brian also has the current one as well, if anybody wants that. I, I think it's mm -hmm. um, important for board members to... Um, Take their responsibility seriously in attending meetings as as the meetings are scheduled and there are circumstances where board members may not be able to be here in person um, scheduling conflicts um, i don't know family members illness and you still would like to be a part of it and um, I, I feel that if you're making the um if you're so dedicated that you would like to appear at a meeting virtually because, you know, for good reason, 
that you should be allowed to do so because there are other organizations that I've personally witnessed that use um, Zoom for their meetings, the courts, um, our trials and our um, calendar calls are being heard uh, by Zoom still, even though the, court, the courts are open. Um, the area of law that I, that I work with, um, they'd still have their meetings by their hearings and their trials by Zoom. So um, I would encourage that we vote on allowing us to be able to attend meetings by Zoom for executive and regular meeting. Um, I can I can actually comment. I, I read through the policy uh, that's proposed. I actually really like it. Um, I think that it does say on occasion it allows for virtual, which I think is is fair because that says um, you know sometimes things do come up, but it but it does limit it to on occasion. I think it has uh, a total of no more than no more than three across the, a time period. And if you look at it within a twelve within twelve months, that's that's a solid, a solid number, I think. I mean, we did take, we did commit to as board members, um, at least I remember this when I, when I joined the board to be here and be part of the meetings. Um, and we aren't, we aren't really fully on Zoom anymore. That ended quite a while ago. And so I, I do like that that's a possibility and I hear what, um, what Nancy's saying. And I, and I agree, I think if somebody can't make it, then uh, it, there should be an option, but I think limiting that so that it's not always the option um, or a go-to or fallback option, especially when everyone else is also rearranging their schedule to, you know, be here, um, you know, for the better of what we're trying to do. So um, I think the way this is written seems very fair to me. Um, my, my thought in executive session, I'm kind of split on it personally. I, I, I do agree, I think, with what you said, Drew, which is there's a lot of accommodations and communication is especially hard um, for executive versus just public session. So um, that one I might have to think about a little a little bit more, uh, but I don't, I don't have an issue necessarily with how it's written right now. Just my personal opinion. I'm glad that I took a public meeting to facilitate this discussion um, to be <laughs> totally uh, candid. Uh, this is sitting here and watching all of this is sort of uh, surreal. Um, but I think that um, it's a conversation that had to happen, which is why I brought it up in the policy meeting um, last month. So um, I did not comment at this month's policy meeting, um, and I'll save my comments for here. I absolutely think that we should be in public, and I think that the courts are opening um, and we are doing more stuff in public, um, but you can't vote in the New Jersey Senate or the United States Senate or the House of Representatives or anywhere else. Um, um, I don't want to say electronically, but that's sort of what it is. Um, and so, I, yeah, I mean, I clearly am in favor of it. Um, I'm the one that, that sort of brought it up and I think that it's the move, a move in the right direction. I just want to like I say one more thing. Um, there is there is like no accommodation for someone who would have a catastrophic illness. And the reason I'm bringing this up is um, I think most of last year I had a serious illness where I was out of work and was was zooming into meetings because I was unable to be here in person for months. So if I if that were be if there were be a limitation to say three consecutive meetings or you know any number of meetings like once it were to go over that time period then a board member who really was trying to make an effort to attend the meeting by zoom would be knocked off if a policy were in effect where a certain number where a certain number was chosen where if you if you aren't in a meeting x number of times in person out of luck that's our policy too bad you know i mean things happen people have catastrophic like i didn't expect to be Nancy, work all that can i disagree i completely agree with you and i wish you were told everything that i said in the policy i do last too time i mean it really because made some bad because feelings. last time mm -hmm. what i said was 
in the case of Nancy, I'm so glad that she was able to participate in all of the meetings after what happened to her. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. I think that if what happened to you last week, that if you were able to, or last year, that if you were able to participate in the meetings, I think that absolutely you should have been able to participate in the meetings. And I think, I don't think that at all, that was what I, I wish, was talking about. I wish I had known meeting. that the last meeting. I, I really, wish, I wish what was conveyed in that policy meeting was conveyed to you. I really appreciate you saying that too. And I appreciate the support and that, and that, um, and apologies for misunderstanding. Um, I would have appreciated that too. So I just want to like publicly say now that, you know, I'm sorry, but that all happened and that um, I really appreciate your support and thank you very much. Nancy, I think, um, you know, there's going to be extenuating circumstances and anything that would be, you know, as a board, you know, um, allowed, I guess. I mean, you know, you had a, a catastrophic thing go on. Last thing we want to do is, is have you miss three meetings and be in jeopardy of, of losing your seat. So, you know, we would make the, the necessary accommodations for you at that point. I think so this is more geared towards someone that's, but that's yeah, what yeah. This, this is not a hard, you know, rule. Yeah. There's extenuating standards. I've had a lifetime of, of this, this is, last year. So this I'm is like, written as a pretty hard rule. But we overlooked it already. I mean, there was understood. You know, I'm just saying we can, like, we can add in extenuating circumstances. That's why we're having this discussion to revise yeah, I, it. I think that's probably so, yeah. a good idea. Um, I mean, I've had my lifetime of illness last year. I'm I mean, I think we're looking at it more like, hey, I'm on vacation this week. I'm on vacation the next meeting. I'm on right. vacation yeah. next. You know, exactly. I'm just going to Vacation, in, you should you know. be on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, you. I mean, if we wanted to add something in because we'll never cover every possible yeah. uh, special circumstance. But if we if we wanted to put something in here that said, you know, there is a accommodation, you know, for, you know, under the judgment of, you know, the board or the president or whatever, then we'll know. take it back to policy. I'm fine with that. So, yeah. so that I mean, would just, be my... just be careful with that because then some people are going to be like, Oh, this person got excused. And I think my reason well, was, right. do you know what I mean? Yeah. When well, you, when we you also open need to this look up, at, um, how much notice we need to give, because uh, I mean, sorry. this is a lot on Tom, you know, to set up and, and, and zoom in like you can't be two hours before the meeting you know texting me and be like hey i need virtual tonight it's just not gonna and that has happened before i mean i, I would agree with you jackie though i mean they're there you don't want it to fall into where the quote accommodation i mean it really should be something pretty extra special um not agree like oh well you know what i got i got a night job and now i can't go do this because you know but i can call in on my break or something yeah. right like or you know it, that that doesn't count well, if you're Agreed. limiting it to like three, I think the way this is written, as you mentioned earlier, is written well. There has to be a re good reason physically that you can't attend or um, you have to let people know 24 hours in advance. Um, so, I mean, I, I do think there's guidelines in here. So I reading over the, the way it's written, I would agree with that. Even if executive is possible, if the person is trying to make an effort to come, if we can, um, I would I would do for both if if it's possible. I know it's more difficult for um, executive, but if the person's here, I just I mean you don't want somebody who's get, right going to do it every single meeting and because they stub their toe doesn't want to come to a meeting. But there are circumstances, and if you start saying somebody's circumstances more important than somebody else's, then that then somebody has to decide that. I think that's hard on you guys. So I'm not sure how you would want to word it. Word it. But. Does anybody have? Um, issues with the executive participation I, I i think i do so if this were written with a statement that said you know except for medical circumstances the rest of it i think i'm okay with it um you know i guess there's a question of what a good reason is and is that strictly up to you as the president to determine what a good reason is and then to jackie's point if it's a good reason for somebody it's going to be a good reason for everybody um my only issue with executive is it it has proven in this room to be very difficult to have a back and forth conversation um, because only the speakers like back there broadcast. It's just a, it's a technology issue. And I, I don't know how difficult it is to overcome. I don't want to add more to uh, Tom's plate necessarily, but that's really the issue with executive. It, it, it's difficult to hear and you can't have a, a back and forth conversation with somebody, which is typically what you're doing. And that's, that's my only issue. Um, so, you know, I don't know how how we specific we want to get, but, you know, if you have a medical circumstance that is going to prevent you from participating over a long term, then I think I would would be accepting in 
executive and the regular meeting. If, if you have a, a, I don't know, something where your kids popped up and you just want to be remote that day, then maybe you just need to miss a meeting, unfortunately. And that, that happens in life. Um, and I'm okay with that. So th that's my, kind of my only thoughts. I, I tend to agree. I mean, when you think, when I think accommodation, I tend to think medical accommodation, mm -hmm. right? Okay. Like, you know, there's a written note from a physician of sorts who would know better than us that says, hey, this person can't attend, but we still want to make some kind of special accommodation. Any further discussion? Okay, well, you know, put the notes together, pop through, and then we'll add them to the next uh, policy committee in a few weeks. Sounds good to me. Thank you. Thank you for putting this together. And Tom Tucci likes extra work. <laughs> that's, that's what I've heard. Special projects. He that's that title where he's. Tom, I was thinking exact same thing. In, in, right, that's always at, a concern. At previous yeah. district, they would not allow it. I always, I was always concerned with that from this district. That's what started this conversation. Okay. That's why yes. it was put in. This was adopted through the uh, school board's um, site. I mean, because you can't ensure you know nobody's around or you know that's no, but you're talking you know. No, sensitive and private material. So if you have to miss it, from 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 my, from the tech standpoint, the hard thing to do is to keep the, the, the public meeting open, transfer it to another device so that I could have people come into a new meeting while that meeting stays live and those participants stay active, and then transfer everything back. So that's what. Tom, what do they? What does West Effort do? I know they they do have they do come in to Zoom for the for the regular meeting, but executive, what do they do? I I don't I don't know. They either don't let allow people to do executive or they do they don't originally they would let me get a quorum. Do this, do this. Oh well I know originally they had set these um parameters for to have a quorum because it was a problem getting a quorum. So it was originally just to get a vote. And I know it, it, we're not voting in executive session. So if they have to miss it, I mean, tough. And it's tough, but you have to miss it. Maybe, maybe even you can listen in and maybe email your comments. Or we, maybe that we could open the chat for comments and then you could reply back by through chat. I think what Tom brought up is the bigger issue security at that point. We don't know. Who's where? I don't. It's probably something we need, we need to run by the solicitor um, and her office. Yes, I mean we can we can certainly do some research, but I guess you know just keep in mind that that aspect that you can't keep you can you can have legal repercussions right for for if it happens, but you can't. Technically speaking, unless you say otherwise, prevent it. What I did when I was out was I used my Beats earring, my Beats earphones, and that way, like, I literally was like get zooming in in a hospital bed sometimes. So I had my my Beats earphones on. And also when I was home, I was using the beats too. So like no one would be able to, and I had a private room. But anyway, like that, that's what I did so that nobody else could hear was that I used so earphones. I don't, I don't want to keep dragging this this on, but I'd really like to move on. But I, apparently it was okay like a couple of years ago for all of you to be on Zoom somehow, like everybody was doing it and that was accepted. I think so we had no choice at that point. Understood, COVID, but you know, it, we it's not making the argument public. that it can't be. I, it's just a... You know, other side of the coin type of time. Uh, I mean, Zach will take it back to policy and have that discussion with committee and then uh, bring it to the full board. Right. And if anybody has, yeah. And if anybody has any uh, thoughts or comments, you know, after the meeting or over the next week or two, 
email the chair and uh, you do, know, we'll do we know what, it, what other districts are doing? That was a question I was going to ask. Actually. Yes. Um, because it's the Strauss estimate says no executive, right? The so this was through the New Jersey. Oh, can you hear me? That was through the New Jersey. Yes, Sorry. this is through the school boards, school absolutely. Boards. Um, where they that was their option to give you a few options and said no executive. Um, other school districts, as we went through, they were all using the original one back that was adopted when COVID happened. So, which was if you really read it, pretty vague and a little. I don't know how it worked. You have to know a month in advance, but you have to let the board know. It was. I don't know how it was written and who. It was just odd. So, so are they allowing member participation during executive? these other schools? No. Well, they, it didn't state that. If you look at our original one, it doesn't state that at all about executive because everyone was doing executive exactly. and public at the same time. The new option from the school boards based off the memorandum of the 2020 Strauss-Espe said, you know, no. this is these, these were the issues where people were having. So they left it to local educational agencies to create their own um, decision on how do you want to run it. Which I mean, we can always get that information if we need to. Like, what's that? We can always get that information if we need to. Mm -hmm. Well, like, if you look at the link that I put on, I kind of copy pasted it to make sure that where I was, the thinking was coming from. So I put all that on there. Right. Okay. All right. All right. So we got some work to do, and uh, we'll yeah. talk about it at committee. And just yeah. guys, think anything? You know, email the chair, and we'll uh, take it under advisement. It was a great discussion. I really think we got somewhere with it. Um. Can I get a motion to approve items two through 19? Second. Any questions on items two through 19? All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you, Mr. Kaminsky. Uh, moving on to teachers and personnel, Ms. Barna. Thank you, Mr. President. We had a meeting of teachers, personnel, negotiations, pupil placement, progress, and welfare on March 14th. And we discussed all the items that are on tonight's agenda under this department. I'd like to make a motion to approve items two through 34, and it is a roll call. Can I get a second? Second. Any questions on items two through 34? Roll call. Mr. Fetty. Mr. Kaminsky? Yes. Mrs. Nafis? Yes. Mrs. Schultz? Yes. Mr. Baggy? Yes. Mrs. Barna? Yes. Mr. Jones? Yes. Dr. Raschuti? Yes. The motion passes. I'd now like to make a motion to approve items 35 through 40. May I get a second? Second. Any questions on items 35 through 40? Roll call. That 35 through 40 is not a roll oh, call. Oh, my bad. It's okay. <laughs> All in favor? Aye. Aye. Thank you, Ms. Barna. Uh, finally, I'm not finished. <laughs> no, no, no. Thank you for correcting me. Oh, okay. You're welcome. And now uh, I'd like to make a motion to approve item number 41. And this is a roll call vote and it is pending approval of the contract by the executive county superintendent. May I get a second? Second. Any questions on item number 41? Roll call. Mrs. Schultz? No. Mr. Baggy? Yes. Mrs. Barna? Yes. Mr. Fetty? Yes. Mr. Kaminsky? Yes. Mrs. Nafis? Yes. Mr. Jones? Yes. Dr. Raschuti? Yes. Motion passes. Thank you, Ms. Barna. Thank you, Mr. President. Courtesy extended to visitors. This portion of the meeting is open to members of the public who wish to address the board. The public is reminded that they should attempt to resolve problems and or complaints through initial contact with the appropriate administrators, director, or staff member. Such matters should only be brought to the board after all avenues within the chain of command have been exhausted. Residents who wish to address the board are required to state their name, their address, and the subject they will be speaking on. Can I get a motion to open public comment? 
Motion. Second. All in favor? Aye. Public comment is now open for non-agenda items. I do have an in-person non-agenda item for Mr. Eugene McCray. I was hired here last year for $13 and something now. About a month and a half later, they hire another guy here with no experience. I came here with experience from a hospital, that's another school, and a bunch of other different places where it's cleaning. Anyway, they hired this other guy. They hired him at a grade eight. They hired me at a grade one. I got experience. He has none. He bragged about he only had one job in his lifetime. And it worked. He worked for the city of Camden on the road road crew. And I don't know any road crew that's horrible, you know, cleaning or anything. So I want to find Dave over me when he's got no experience. He said, no, that's all that's all in. All comes about with your insurance. But then I thought about it for a second and I said, well, Dave, when I came to the door, I gave you my red, white, and blue card. And I gave you my vaccination card, which was for the COVID. That's what you asked me for. So I don't see where that would make a difference. But on and went on. And I find out last month, you guys hired two more guys. or not, so I haven't seen him, haven't talked to him or anything like that. But both of them guys, he hired with a level two or three hired at me. I don't see why I'm the one that's uh, got the most experience here and getting the least pay. I'm trying to figure this one out. So um, last year while we're cleaning wondering why Tim hasn't called me back to help him strip floors. So I said, well, let me just go back there and ask him. So I go back and I ask him. When I get back there, the first thing he's doing, he's complaining about the strippers not lifting the wax off the floors. So I continue to talk with Tim, and I find out he's stripping the floors a pure stripper. He's not even putting water in the stripper. I said, Tim. I never knew there was a stripper that she didn't have to add water to. He said, well, the wax is, and the sealer is all in the same box, this, that, and the other thing. I said, well, Tim, Tim, stripper has to have a catalyst. You cannot put them both in the box at the same time because it will eat through anything that, you know, once you mix them together, it starts to, you know, starts to chew on stuff. Anyway, same thing thank you more that day. Uh, just one second. I want to interrupt you real fast. When you're talking, oh, I'm over here. When you're talking, make sure do not talk about other people's names, if you don't mind. Just okay. say another employee, please. Okay. Thank you. That's yeah, please. So, right away, he started complaining about the stripper wasn't lit off the floor. So, once I found out that he was using for a stripper, I told him I never heard there was a stripper that didn't use water. So, he then got to talking about the wax. It's all in one box of wax and the seal and everything. But when I told him about the catalyst, he didn't say anything. So then I left. And I went back to cleaning down Destiny's like that's what he had me doing for the last two weeks. What I'm trying to say is it took him three weeks and he would come down to him, let him know that he had to put water in that stripper. I mean, price. If it's not working, try something different. You know, I, I would have tried something. If it wasn't working, you know, but he didn't. So I came down. You have 30 seconds left in your five minutes. I just want you to write. Okay. So that went on, went on. Last week, last week, well, no, two weeks ago, I had a meeting with a human resources lady and Butch. And I was trying to get to this, get to this point again. Which tried to tell me then, oh, you came in as a private contractor. That's the first time I ever heard that I came in as a private contractor. If I'd have came in as a private contractor with my experience, I would at least ask for $20 an hour. And 
Being as I've been here last year and seen what was going on last year, $20 an hour really wasn't enough. Because, I mean, this guy that's running things and don't really know what's going on. I don't know. I mean, he's been doing it for years, but for some reason, last year, it just didn't click. It just didn't click. And he, for three weeks, he cleaned floors with just pure sugar. All right. We're going to have to cut you off on this. I will follow up with the conversation with you. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Okay. And I will, I'll, I'll call you in and we'll talk. Okay. All right. I don't, I want to make sure you get your due process and get everything. And I know you spoke to human resources, but you didn't speak to me yet. And I want to make sure I hear what you have to say. Okay. 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 One minute to speak, sir. Hmm. I will, I'll, I'll give you a call in. Okay. okay. It'll be this week. Okay. okay. No, thank you for coming out. I do appreciate it. Uh, I do not see any other non-agenda items in person. Mr. Tucci, are there any virtual non-agenda item comments? Uh, yes, I have Megan Gray, and she does appear to be online. Megan, can you hear us? Yes, can you hear me? Uh, yep, loud and clear. Okay, uh, Megan Gray. Um, so I wanted to um, just mention the fact that it's great that board members were discussing things with each other. It was like the first time in many meetings where something, you know, was actually being discussed, but I'm kind of upset that it was about something like a meeting um, where I feel like you guys could have taken that offline. Um, and I just hope that, and I encourage that there would be a little bit more a back and forth in the future about things pertaining to our students, um, like grades, facilities, things like that. Um, so again, very happy that we heard you guys talking. Um, it's cool to see you guys doing that, but I'd love to see that in the future. And I know the meeting um, structure doesn't always lend to that, but um, I think we're all yearning to hear more from our board members. Um, thank you. Have a great night. Thank, thank you, Ms. Gray. Mr. Tucci, any other comments? Um, no, there are no further online comments at this time, Mr. Dr. Rashidi. Thank you, Mr. Tucci. Can I get a motion to close the non-agenda public comments? Motion, Barna. Second, Nafis. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Non-agenda public comment is now closed. Uh, moving on. Can I get a, a motion to approve the closed session minutes of February 21st, 2023? Motion, Kaminsky. Second, Any questions on those closed session minutes? All in favor? Does any board member have any new business they'd like to discuss? Does any board member have any comments they'd like to make? I do. So um, after hearing the comments made about me at the last meeting and the rumors swirling around the community regarding unfounded and baseless criminal charges filed and ultimately dismissed against me, you may be surprised to see me sitting here tonight. The tactics some have hoped would intimidate and harass me will not work to force my resignation from this Board of Education. I will continue to sit here, will continue to ask hard questions, and will continue to advocate for the children of this district without fear of retribution, even if I am the sole dissenting vote. I have and always will conduct myself within the confines of the law. Thank you, Ms. Schultz. Any other comments? Can I get a motion to adjourn? Motion, Kaminsky. Second. Aye. All in favor? Have a good night.